good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Great to have you today. How is your anchor holding? Are you doing it in humility and dependence on the Lord, trusting in Him for the strength that you need to be confident in Christ alone? Good to welcome you today. Thanks for letting me into your home and into your uh, phone and into your vehicle and to be able to share with you the truths of the Word of God. Uh, this week, has podcast week, has been focusing on having a biblical view of self-confidence and pride in a world that's turned upside down right now. It's important for us to keep God's perspective on one of the greatest failings of our flesh, uh, that which can condemn us uh, in in the for eternity if we uh, are not careful to let God kill this thing in our lives. We're talking about killing pride, have been in the past two podcasts. I want to wrap that up right now uh, in preparation, even for the Lord's Day that's coming up soon, at least from the perspective of today's podcast. And uh, we want to be able to enter into the presence of God without that becoming something that is is uh, per- pervasive in our hearts and certainly throughout the week to be able to serve Him faithfully. So we're talking about uh, some practical suggestions about killing it, killing pride before it kills you. Uh, That which constantly asserts itself in your life is something that's got to be monitored all the time. And I've given you six suggestions about killing it in the past couple podcasts, and I want to wrap this up in this particular uh, episode by suggesting that a seventh way of killing pride in your life is to ask God to humble you. Uh, I don't know how often that occurs to you, but uh, I haven't ever heard of many people literally praying, Lord, I'm really prideful. I need you to humble me. Uh, That's a difficult thing to pray, I'm sure. But it is God's will for you to be holy just like He is holy. He desires for you to grow in your sanctification and Christ's likeness, and he is, He's sovereign to bring that into your life, to bring that holiness to fruition. If you're dependent on the Holy Spirit, then you're going to live in humility. That grace has to come from Him. Jesus said that in Luke chapter 11 and verse 13. He said, if you, and I'm paraphrasing, but He said, essentially, if you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Implying, if not stating clearly, Jesus said, all you have to do is ask. Your prayers reflect the cravings and the desires of your heart. And if you really want to kill pride, you're going to have to ask God to kill it in you, and God will have His way. Suggestion number eight for killing pride in your life, and that is to run, flee from false humility. William Law, a great author that I've admired for many years, said it this way, quote, You can have no greater sign of confirmed pride than when you think you are humble enough, unquote. It's like somebody saying, have you bought my book uh, on how to be humble, Uh, Humility 101, and you really ought to read it. It's the best. False humility is destructive. It allows you to live in pride without acknowledging that there's any problem. You live in sin without recognizing it. Uh, But let's note some things about false humility. It's when you really convey a life of humility while having a pride issue on the inside. There's a, there's like a, there's a false, there's a disparity between external appearances and internal sin. Here's a list of just a few things that could be possible indicators of false humility in your life. If you come in 
and there's a group of people or there's just somebody individual and you feel just absolutely the need to announce your achievements to other people, that's false humility. When you're compelled to do that, and by the way, people know when that happens, when you feel this being compelled to announce your achievements to other people, listen, let what you do speak for itself. Um, That's false humility. Second, you could, being unwilling to consider or accept godly rebuke. If somebody who loves you and comes to you in good faith and says, listen, I've seen this in your life that is really, it is our, it does harm to your testimony. You ought to not, you ought to reconsider this course of action or this choice that you're making or something of that nature. And if you get all upset or if you are, if you are unwilling to even consider that another brother or sister in the Lord is, uh, is seeing something that's d- d- just not consistent with a godly spirit, uh, and you fly off the handle or get upset or hold a grudge, there's a problem there. You have false humility. How about this one? Number three, correcting people in order to assert dominance rather than edifying them. Uh, being in the business of always correcting people to so that you can show your superiority rather than a, ed, to edify. That is important. A fourth, Comparing yourself to others. Wow, is this a problem? So many people get caught up in in that activity of comparing yourself. You know, folks, we're not going to be compared with one another. We're going to be compared with Christ. Keep that in mind. That's false humility. Uh, How about this? Recognizing sin without turning from it. To see it and think, well, that's okay. I'm able to handle it. We got to run from that kind of false humility. It's the epitome of hypocrisy refusing to admit imperfections in your life. You will, listen to me, listeners, you will never grow spiritually if you refuse to admit imperfections in your life and address them. If they're dismissed out of hand because you think that you got it down pat in other areas, you know, Paul said in Galatians 6, 3, if anybody considers himself to be something when he's nothing, he deceives himself. False humility. Hey, repent. There is forgiveness and freedom. Number nine, killing pride also would include avoiding positions that cause pride. It is true that taking on certain responsibility or a position will cause you to be living in pride. You ought to avoid that kind of position. The Apostle Paul wrote that even the office of an overseer or a pastor can't be held by a new convert. 1 Timothy 3.6 says that he might become conceited and incur the same judgment as the devil. And so avoiding conceit is a valid reason not to have a certain position. Everyone deals with pride in some way. Therefore, it's not reasonable to say that if there's pride in your heart at all, you shouldn't be a pastor, a manager, a leader. But you cannot be living in this sin and holding one of those offices. Charles Spurgeon wrote a book called The Soul Winner, and in that book, he pointed out, quote, that humility is one of the chief qualifications for usefulness, and I don't care who you are, uh, if you're going to be useful to the Lord, you better have humility. And then last of all, I would encourage you in killing pride in your life is to meditate on God's Word. It's the last step mentioned, but it's not the last in importance. 
meditating on the Bible is the most necessary part because it's like a scalpel and it has the ability to be able to expose these areas of my heart and my life that I need to give attention to, the steps that must be accomplished. I mean, do you under, need to understand the truth about God? Well, he tells you all that you need to know in the Bible. Do you need to know the truth about yourself? Well, you certainly will find that in the mirror of Scripture. Do you need to see Christ's example? Well, it's recorded in the Bible. The Bible is not some dead or ineffective or out-of-date book. It is the sufficiently recorded Word of God to show what is right and what is wrong. All Scripture, 2 Timothy 3, 16, is inspired, is breathed out by God, and it's profitable for teaching and reproof and correction and instruction in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, may possess every good work, literally, equipped for everything God calls you to. Well, one day we'll not battle with this anymore. One day pride will be eliminated, but right now... It ought not be pleasant to us. We ought to reject it. We ought to hate it with every fiber of our body. And uh, the good news is that God can free you from that. The best news is that He's promised He will. And there's going to be a day when Christ brings everything blameless, every one of us blameless before God. Battling against pride, it's a constant war. But His grace is sufficient. His righteousness is your own. And so I want to encourage you today. The Holy Spirit is working in you. He's completing the work He began. Don't make yourself useless by allowing pride to dwell in you. Look to Christ with gratitude and adoration and praise as you struggle against sin. God bless you today. Walk with Him. He'll give you the victory.